What's up, you scoundrels? Dr. Drill here at the Making Motivation Podcast. 1320. That's 120 for you civilians. Back in. Heading home for some lunch now. What an extraordinary morning. I just felt so switched on. I don't know what exactly it was in particular, but I felt like I had unlimited energy and enthusiasm and all the adjustments. There was a vibe about me that just allowed me to whistle while I work, and I felt like it was very well received. Humming a tune, playing some 70s rock classics, helping people. It was good. I talked to my friend, uh, the Buddhist monk. This guy's the best, man. told me last time about a uh, an occasion back in the day when he was coming home from a gathering living in California and uh, was happened to be watching a an eagle that had just captured some prey in a nearby lake and the, the terrain was up so you could look down right on this lake and see everything that's going on eagle comes out of the water and stops right in the middle of the road and it's got its wings out as it was trying to dry off its wings, right? And so he stopped to watch it and the freaking cops come and they give him a breathalyzer or they give him a, uh, they think he's drunk. But he was actually just bird watching so they incarcerated him overnight thinking this fucking guy, this is like the nicest guy ever. I'm sure he's a, he's a human being just like the rest, so he's got a checkered past, but it's funny as hell telling me a story about how he he got <laughs> thrown in jail overnight. He took his belt off and his shoelaces so he couldn't kill himself, hang himself. And then they later turned out that, that they didn't give him a black breathalyzer at the time. They didn't have the equipment, so they gave him a blood test, and the test came back weeks later after he was had been long been out of uh, jail and it was below the legal limit it was like very below the legal limit the guy had like one beer and here they convinced him that he was doing something wrong so crazy right I had some stories like that I might have told you about the time back in the 95 96 time frame down in Myrtle Beach got arrested for underage drinking for carrying an unopened case of Zima freaking 7-Up, alcoholic 7-Up, basically, on my shoulder to try to impress these ladies. My buddy was of age. He bought it. I was carrying it to the to the hotel. Fucking threw me in the lockup for hours. Got up at like 2 in the morning. Got out at like 2 in the morning. These guys have kind of partied without me, and then they raised some money to launch me from jail. I'm like, fuck. For some stupid shit. I didn't even have one beverage. Another time in Myrtle Beach is fucking place. I was sitting in the courtyard of the hotel that we we're staying at. I had a beer inside an unopened container, uh, like a plastic mug. And these fuckers come in there checking us, checking our IDs and stuff. Get the fuck out of here, man. This is like where I'm living for the next day or two. No, no, no disorderly conduct, nothing, I didn't do anything wrong, they just fucking put me on a golf cart and drove me to some cruiser 
and drive me to the freaking lockup. They got to bail me out again. So I've been in jail. I think everybody should have to do uh, a couple hours in jail just to have the experience, uh, give their little tour of the justice system for nothing, you know, minor misdemeanors, something like that. Everybody should experience what it's like. And as I mentioned, telling the story previously, I might have mentioned that the guy said, I was complaining to the guy that was checking us in. Now, take all your belongings, put them in a paper bag. I said, listen, I'm a fucking United States Marine. I just came back from being overseas for six months. Just trying to have a freaking one beer. I'm completely sober. The guy said, listen, I'll keep you in here for the rest of your life. How's that? Oh, shit. <laughs> so, no, we're good. Anyway, that was crazy. So we're talking talking to my friend, the Buddhist monk, about this stuff. He's the best. Love this guy. Uh, he's funny as hell. We're talking about Zazen and, and uh, meditation practice. I want to fucking work on my meditation, damn it. I want to be like a Buddhist monk. I want to be, um, be able to transform myself and bring myself to a completely peaceful place where nothing, I'm, I'm imperturbable. I am focusing on my breathing, focusing on nothing for, you know, an hour, something like that. An hour meditation. Do the Wim Hof method, do all that stuff. I got to get consistent with this because I always fall off the wagon. Now, I do do some meditation. I'll find myself out on the grass, laying in the grass or laying in bed or walking along the creek. And I call that active meditation whereby I just let nature just do it. I just relax and breathe deeply and watch the water flow over rocks and listen to the leaves flutter. That's That makes me happy. So that's a kind of meditation that I'll do. I also believe in uh, active meditation like carving. Carving wood and, and how you, you find yourself in a flow state and how worthwhile that is to find a pastime that makes you feel like Wow, the time just passes. I'm just whistling while I work. I was in that flow state this morning, serving people, taking care of them, trying to do good work. So, uh, yeah. And then we talked about how uh, the Zen, like uh, the Zen and the art of whatever, Zen and the art of uh, skateboarding, Zen and the art of painting, Zen and the art of masturbating, whatever your thing is. Whatever you do where you, let's say we're talking about a simple task, like let's say, not a simple task, but let's say we're using it by analogy, driving a car. Well, when you first started driving a car, you hear 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, you adjust the seat, you're good, you put your seatbelt on, I'm ready to go, you proceed, you're, there's the gas, there's the brake, there's the directionals, there's the, everything's, all systems go, and you go off. You're not turning on the radio just yet. You're certainly not fiddling around with your phone or doing anything, eating or anything. And then, a couple months later, all of a sudden you're taking phone calls, you know, in through your intercom system on the on the in your vehicle, and you are um, checking out the scenery, and you're talking to your friends, and so on and so forth. And so. You become, it, it becomes a subconscious activity. 
You don't have to look at the controls. You're not looking at your gas gauge or your tachometer or any of that shit. Not adjusting the... Um, you can, But you can do so much more once you become sec- it becomes second nature to you. It's kind of like running, all right, or doing exercise. I did a kettlebell workout with a friend this morning, and when you, I've been doing this stuff forever, so it is second nature to me. The breathing, the stance, the soft knee, the squeeze and the stretch, the fundamentals of it, I've got them down. I've did this stuff for years, medi- you know, rep after rep, and it becomes meditative. And that's when things are great. When it, when it becomes meditative, it becomes automatic, and you can perform these tasks without thinking. Your body just remembers. You're like on autopilot. So that's pretty cool to get to that point. Um, and that's with a task where that requires some skill. So meditation requires skill too. You know, it requires repetition, requires letting go, the ability to... To not think about all these other things you got going on in life, all these commitments you might have. You just meditation is about doing nothing, thinking about nothing, or focusing on one thing. And then I talked about how Alan Watts in his in his uh, podcast, one of his YouTube excerpts, he talks about how the difference between looking at something and focusing on it. Say, oh, you don't look, I gaze out the window, I look at whatever, passing scenery as I drive. But if you focus on something, well, now it's not just a a, a visual thing. Now, he said, as he describes it, you screw up your face. You kind of look, a look of concentration. You squint your eyes and you purse your lips and you wrinkle your nose and you're trying to really, you know, um, super duper focus um, exclusively on this one particular thing. What is that over there? Or you're really, you know, to think is another thing. Or I can think about something or I can concentrate on it. You're really going to think hard. And it, 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 there's a physical manifestation of that where you're really putting your effort into something. You're recruiting everything. Like all the muscles in your face are tensed or at least they're contracting in a way that supports your vision. Um, or, you know, you can you can hear something or you can listen. Think about this in terms of our senses. You can hear something like, oh, okay, there's something the distance, but to listen to something, that is to do it intently. Or what if you catch a whiff of something? You, know, you can do that as well. You know, distant, oh, what is that? It smells like freshly cut grass. It smells like fall. What does that smell like? Well, you really concentrate on that, on that particular sense. You are, it's a lot more than just merely smelling. These things require these senses, three S's and two T's, sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. They require, like, to, to oh, I, I feel something. But if you were to really feel something, you know, to touch something, to touch something is one thing, to graze it, 
to run your hand over it. You're activating all these little sensors in your in your fingers and hands and throughout your epidermis, your body, the skin. It's embedded with all these countless sensors. But to um, to to feel something or to touch something is one thing, but to feel it that is beyond the, the mere tactile sensation. That is like your entire body is involved in that process. You're recruiting all of your senses and all of your being, and you're trying to really experience that. You know, same thing with you do something. To do something, all right, I did that. But to experience it is really to completely immerse yourself in an activity. And I need to do that with friggin' meditation, damn it. Like, I want, I want this to be something I look forward to every day, just a mindless hour. I can certainly spare that, and I should do it. I think it'd make me a better person. I've done it a little bit, piecemeal. I need to get consistent with it and kick ass and take names. Uh, I got my mind around, I, I'm thinking, I'm focusing on a delicious sandwich and a delicious um, yogurt that I'm going to scarf down as I come home for lunch. And there's Mr. Frankenstein, the chainsaw carving, looking good, man. Uh Uh-oh, family's not here. Where could they be? Where, oh, where could they be? All right, enjoy your lunch. I'll reconvene with you guys this evening.